0: Hi, welcome to True Creeps, where the stories are true and the creeps are real. We'll cover stories from grotesque gore to the possibly plausible paranormal, to horrifying history, to tense and terrible true crime, and everything else that goes bump in the night. We're your hosts, Amanda and I'm Lindsay, and we want you to join us while we creep. We cover mature topics, listener discretion is advised. Hey, everybody. So today we are really excited to share an episode from History Detective. This particular episode is about Gunnhild, the Viking mother of kings. Yeah, I loved this episode. And Kelly does an excellent job of doing classroom appropriate lesser known history. Her episode is super interesting. And you'll learn why you don't insult someone's beer supply. (laughs) (laughs) So here it is now.
1: Hi, this is Kelly Chase, and you are listening to History Detective, a podcast where I delve into the past to uncover the mysteries of history, and then I explore how that story might be reimagined through song. This is Case 16, Gunnhild, the Viking Mother of Kings. One thing that we can agree upon when it comes to Gunnhild is that nobody seems to agree. She is a controversial woman in history, partly because that at this time and place in history, things weren't written down. Stories or sagas were passed down through word of mouth. And in all of these sagas she appears in, her story is slightly different. And because she's always just a side character rather than the main character, there are lots of gaps in the narrative. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to tell a little story about a popular year eight textbook used in schools that was published within the last 10 years specifically for the release of the Australian curriculum. In their chapter on Vikings, this almost 300-year period of history, the textbook had 118 pictures of Viking men and only eight depictions of women. So I wrote this episode to bring a little bit of balance to the Viking history that is presented in the textbooks. And now I bring you the tale of Gunnhild, the mother of Viking kings, often described in the most unflattering of adjectives, such as witch-like, power-hungry, cruel, evil and fierce, but also as ambitious and beautiful. Well, I'm intrigued, so let's learn some more.
2: Down through the rabbit hole Mystery soul Curiosity to follow
1: You might hear me use the word Norse. It means from the north and usually refers to Norwegians and Scandinavian people in medieval times. You might have heard of the Norse gods like Thor or their home of Asgard. Fun fact, many of the words that we use in English today that begin with the sk sound come from Old Norse. Words like scale, skill, skull, skin, skirt and scare. Let's get back to our bringer of kings, Gunhild. She pops up in a couple of sagas, one of them a collection of king sagas, and another the Saga of Agil, and she apparently lived in the 10th century. She lived until she was about 70 years old. There's a bit of historical debate about where Gunhild was born. One source says she was Danish, and another source says she was from Norway. When I say a bit of historical debate, I found a 28-page journal article published by the University of Aberdeen that is entirely devoted to this debate, and the article cites more than 100 sources in their bibliography. So yeah, her origins are contested. I normally don't like to spend too much time devoted to whom a historic woman's husband was, but Gunnhild was married to a king named Eric. Bloodaxe. That wasn't his official surname, but everybody knew him as Eric Bloodaxe. So perhaps that gives us an indication that his axe was not just used for chopping up firewood. He was the son of a king named Harold Fairhair. I'm going to take a wild guess and say he probably had fair hair. I do really love the Viking naming conventions. Most of Eric's children inherit the surname from him, so they are called either Ericsson or Eric's daughter, depending on if they're a son or a daughter, except for one, but we'll get to him a little later. Before Gunnhild hooked up with old mate Bloodaxe, she has two origin stories. One story has her as the daughter of a Danish king and she met Eric at a party, and they were married to align the two houses, as was common practice in ye olde days. In another version... Where she is from Norway, she is a young, beautiful maiden who had been kidnapped by two wizards who taught her sorcery, and they both wanted to marry her. Eric Bloodaxe discovered her and helped her to escape, killing the wizards in the process with his axe, I presume. And they sailed to get permission from her dad in Norway to marry. Although in this second version, she seems to be a victim of two creepy old guys having wizard duels over who she will marry, this version also sets her up to be a bit of a magic wielding sorceress. Because as this saga goes on, it paints her out to be the treacherous enemy of Egil, the hero of the saga. This hero, Egil, and Gunhild appear in a few sagas together. In one story, Agil is at a feast at Eric and Gunnhild's house when he insults their beer by saying there is not enough to quench his thirst. Well, in Viking times, you can't just insult someone's beer and get away with it. So Gunnhild retaliates by trying to poison him, but he manages to trick her and escape. and her husband go on to have six sons and two daughters, which in medieval times is an awesome achievement. Remember how her husband's father was King Harold Fairhair? Well, he insisted that they call one of their sons after him, and so they called him Harold Greycloak, and the old King Harold declared that baby Harold would one day become king, which he did, by the way. Anyhow, her hubby Eric Bloodaxe went on a bit of a Viking expedition with his fleet of Viking buddies, pillaging and plundering as Vikings are wont to do. And on this trip, he got into a battle and was killed. When Gunnhild and her sons heard about his death... Feeling unsafe, they gathered as many ships as possible, packed up all of their Viking loot and headed to the Orkneys, which is a group of islands near Scotland, before they found their way back to Denmark to visit the children's grandfather, King Harold Fairhair. Along the way, Gunhild had married off one of her daughters to the son of a guy named Earl Thorfinn Skullcleaver. Now, there is a name that really conjures up some brutal imagery. Gunnhild's sons, who were all described as handsome men, got into a bit of a stash with another king, and two of her sons were killed. The others managed to flee, and eventually the son named Harold Greycloak, the one named after his grandfather, defeated the enemy king and began to rule. However, Gunnhild played a very important role in the government, and was known by the title King's Mother. This was until around the year 971. Another chap called Harold, Harold Bluetooth. Is it too obvious to assume that he had a blackened tooth? He arranged to kill Gunnhild's son, Harold Greycloak. At this point, from her original six sons, she only had two sons left, and she fled to the Orkneys again, where she seemed to put away her conquering ambitions and try to live a quiet life. She would have been about 60 by then. The final chapter in Gunnhild's life happened when she was about 70 years old. She was lured back to Denmark by Harold Bluetooth, and he ordered her to be drowned in a bog. A bog is a kind of a marshy wetland that consists of partially decayed plant matter. Because of the chemical composition of these bogs, they are surprisingly efficient at preserving dead bodies. In the year 1855, almost 1,000 years after Gunnhild was supposedly drowned in the bog, there was a well-preserved body of a woman discovered, and for a long time it was thought to be the body of Gunnhild. However, in 1977, when science and technology had sufficiently advanced enough to use a technique called carbon dating, scientists discovered that the body could not be Gunnhild as it was dated at more than 1,500 years before Gunnhild existed. Unlike much of the history that I look at on History Detective, Gunhild is a much murkier figure, shrouded in mystery and contradiction, with limited evidence available to tell her true story. Historians disagree about her origins, the sagas written about her life vary greatly, and even her death was subject to debate. Gunhild is just another woman who is lost in history.
2: Just whose truth will it be? Hers or his story? Maybe just a little bit in
1: between Now I would like to play you a song that I wrote which was inspired by the Viking Mother of Kings, Gunnhild. You can find the lyric video on YouTube. This song is called Bringer of Kings. This is Kelly Chase on The Case.
2: bringer of kings, and a witch, and a lover, caster of spells, and a queen, and a mother. Nobody seems to know the truth about me, just another girl, lost it. for a fool Nobody seems to know the truth about me Just another girl lost to history Strong son All that's left Is contradiction Nobody seems to know The truth about me Just another girl Lost a history Nobody seems to know The truth about me Just another girl
1: a teacher or a student you'll find reflection questions in the show notes you can follow me on twitter at history detect instagram at history detective 9 or head to historydetectivepodcast.com and you'll find all kinds of podcast related stuff and you can sign up to my newsletter or head on over to amped up learning to buy supporting resources for every episode of season one and season two of the podcast If you liked what you heard and know someone who might enjoy History Detective 2, please share and don't forget to subscribe. And because I'm a teacher, you know I love gold stars. I would love it if you could rate and write a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. And if you would like to support the podcast in another way, you can now buy me a coffee. See you next time.